when I got older, I played it at this Christmas party, and it just kind of kept speaking to me, this idea of going to the mountain to tell the good news. And this is the greatest news. The, the birth of Christ is like the greatest news you could possibly tell. And the idea of like, I'm going to go to the highest place I can and, and shout it from the rooftops, or in this case, the mountain. On In Good Faith, we believe that all faith traditions have something to teach us about how God is working in the world and in our lives. So join us to listen, learn, and be amazed. Welcome to our special Christmas episode of In Good Faith. Today we'll be joined by local musicians who will play some Christmas carols and talk to us about why these sacred songs speak to them. It's an acoustic Christmas. Think of it as a family Christmas devotional. A little praise, a little witness, a few tears, some laughter, familiar and loose around the edges. We'll hear from Sherry Call, Paul Jacobson, a group called Molly in the Mineshaft, as well as pianist Jared Pierce and Mark Gesslison, who's director of several student ensembles here at BYU. We've been calling this our Acoustic Christmas episode, and we hope you like it as much as we have, putting it all together. Our first hymn is Once in Royal David City. Performed by Cason Renshaw, Once in Royal David City was a poem written by Anglo-Irish writer Cecil Francis Alexander and published in 1848. She was a prolific writer, and other hymns she wrote include All Things Bright and Beautiful and There is a Green Hill Far Away. Her text for Once in Royal David City was then put to music by English composer Henry Gauntlet. Cason Renshaw is a singer-songwriter from the San Francisco Bay Area, currently based in Utah. He's joined here by guitarist and vocalist Riley Davis. Two, Thank you. 
Jason Renshaw and Riley Davis, thank you so much for singing Christmas songs for us today. And Kason, you picked this song. I want you to tell us about why you liked it. Yeah, me and Riley actually chose the song together. We were talking about just how cool it is that it paints the picture of that moment when Christ was born and just the humble circumstances that he was born into. But then the last verse, how it talks about that moment when we will see him and after we've experienced his redeeming love. And I just think that both those sides of the story are so important and cool to to imagine. So Yeah, I love the contrast there from in the manger to one day we'll see him in a whole different way. Yeah. And I have to say, I have usually heard this in the traditional choral arrangement since 1919, <laughs> over a hundred, no, I haven't been here that long, but <laughs> for over a hundred years, King's College Cambridge does their nine lessons and carols. And this is the number where they all come parading into the cathedral oh. to start. And the organ is playing. And by the third verse, everybody joins in. It's gigantic That's and cool. majestic. And so I loved when you guys were warming up today, I thought you're doing the, the first part, the, the lullaby in the mm. stable. And I just love that. Really beautiful. Thank you. Kaysen, has music always connected with Christmas for you? Yeah, I would say it's, they've always been very connected. Growing up, we would always go caroling as a family to different families. There's one specific family we still go to every single year. When I go home for Christmas, there's one couple and they have a a son who's older now with Down syndrome. He's probably in his 50s and he just looks forward to the family coming every year. And so, yeah, I would say that music and Christmas are have always been really tightly knit for me. I've always felt like there are certain things that have to happen for me to feel like, okay, now it's Christmas. And it sounds like for that family, when yeah. you guys come to visit, you make it be Christmas. Yeah, I guess so. And I mean, I would say the same for us. Going there makes it feel like Christmas. That was Kaysen Renshaw and Riley Davis with Once in Royal David City. Next, I speak with Mark Gesslison. He's in charge of the Celtic Ensemble, a student performance group at BYU, and they'll perform O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. This year, the ensemble includes Emily Wall, Katie Gillum, Kate Reich, Brandon Toruella, Sarah Ship, Rebecca Mice, Eric Christensen, James Hecht, Owen Clark, and Lawson Archibald. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, or Veni, Veni, Emmanuel, was an 8th century poem in Latin used in evening prayer services during Advent. The music was originally composed for a 15th century French Requiem Mass but it wasn't until the 1800s that John Mason Neal translated the lyrics into English and published them with the music in a collection of his hymns.
Well, you've chosen a beautiful number. Thank you. All the way back to monasteries in the 700s, the 800s, this piece, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Why choose it? And then tell me about doing the arrangement for this. Number one, I've always loved that carol. It's one of my favorites. I like the minor key. Yeah. There's something about that. There's also something about some of the major chords and the resolutions that happen within. On rejoice. It, yeah, yeah, rejoice. It gives you that major sound. Could, Becca, could you come over here for a second? She's got the lyrics in hand. These are these are ancient lyrics. And I love how, for example, verse two, it says, O come thou rod of Jesse free, thine own from Satan's tyranny. Um, it, it, Christ is the savior, right? He's the savior of the world. And this song is about that. And I love how it talks about tyranny being Satan's reign. And we're freed from that through Emmanuel, who is Christ. So I love these ancient lyrics. They're so, um, they're so true to the heart for me. And the whole idea of ransoming captive Israel yeah. is meaningful to me because when, when Christ finally, Luke 4, he announces his, the beginning of his ministry in his synagogue and he quotes that he's, he's there to free the captives. He actually kind of refers to that. Yes. He, re, he quotes Isaiah. So a great choice. And this type of ensemble, there's a little bit of play and for improvisation, and, uh, which is kind of fun to make it new all the time. It is. As a matter of fact, this piece, I arranged it for almost all of this group. I left a few open doors. So Owen back here on the cello is, has a little more freedom. So he's trying to play off of what Kate does on the fiddle, melody versus harmony. We've got a little bit of accompaniment going on on certain instruments, a little bit of melody. Um, Brandon over here is doing some tremolo on the mandolin, which gives us that. Uh, there's something about that that lends itself to, to an ancient piece. Yeah, And so we love that. That was Mark Gesslison with the Celtic Ensemble and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Next, we hear a medley, Jesu Bambino and We Three Kings, arranged by Scott and Grace Monson, members of the contemporary folk ensemble Molly in the Mineshaft. Jesu Bambino is an Italian Christmas carol from 1917. Lyrics and music by Pietro Jan. The melody comes from the traditional Irish carol, I Saw Three Ships, and the lyrics of the chorus are borrowed from O Come All Ye Faithful. This song was imported into the English-language holiday repertoire when the American Frederick Herman Martins, a journalist, translated the lyrics. The song describes the wonder and glory of the Christ child arriving in poverty, dark and cold, to offer us light and love. We Three Kings was written by John Henry Hopkins, Jr., an Episcopal bishop and poet, he wrote and published many hymns in his lifetime. We Three Kings, though, the most famous. The hymn's music attempts to capture the melancholy of winter, the Arabic origins of the Magi, and the awe of the encounter. Molly in the Mineshaft is made up of Lucy Larson, Grace Monson, Jordan Benson, Douglas Patterson, Talma Chains, Alex Vincent, and Scott Monson. Blessed 
Merry Christmas to all of you. Molly and Mindchef, thank you for coming to the studio today and sharing some really great music, some really exciting music. Alex, this medley of songs, starting with Jesu Bambino, mm-hmm. go ahead and tell me what made you pick this one. It is a... We try not to put too much out into the universe that has already been created. We don't want to like copy a copy of a copy. And this is an arrangement that... Scott and Grace worked on together. Mostly Scott. Mostly Scott. Um, (laughs) Scott is a great composer, arranger, everything, musician. We thought it would be a good good fit. And also it's going to be on our next album that we're working hard to, to get ready before Christmas, so... Nice. Well, I, the drummer had to be involved somewhere because when you go into 5-4 and you're frustrating Irish dancers all across the yes. world, 
<laughs> it's pretty exciting to listen to, though. And I was I was going along watching everyone's feet. How do you tap your foot? To you each have your own way to do five four. I just want you to know. <laughs> so, what Alex makes makes it feel like Christmas to you? Something you do, something you eat or bake, or a tradition? Honestly, music. Mm-hmm. I think like once we start breaking into the Christmas repertoire, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Christmas. Like we're we're here. That was Molly in the Mineshaft with a medley of Jesu Bambino and We Three Kings, arranged by Scott and Grace Monson. You're listening to An Acoustic Christmas on In Good Faith. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Welcome back to An Acoustic Christmas on In Good Faith. We'll move now from three kings celebrating the holy birth to the commission of the shepherds to declare the birth of Jesus. Go Tell It on the Mountain is an African-American spiritual, first published in 1901 by John Wesley Work Jr., one of the first black collectors of folk songs passed down in the black American tradition. Today, Paul Jacobson performs that spiritual for us in the studio. Paul Jacobson is a singer-songwriter who performs independently, also with the Madison Arm, and the lower lights. Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain Jesus Christ is born When I was a sinner I sought both night and day I asked the Lord to help me And He showed me the way Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain Jesus Christ is born And when I was a seeker You know I sought both night and day I asked the Lord to help me And He taught me to pray So why don't you go Tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, Jesus Christ is born. Down in the lowly manger, you know the humble Christ was born And God sent us salvation on that bright and glorious morn Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain Jesus Christ is born Tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is You've been in before to our studios, and so we knew we wanted you back for for a Christmas song. I appreciate you not uh, blacklisting me. (laughs) Far from it. And the song that you picked, sometimes you have a giant gospel choir doing it. Yes. It works actually really well as a solo with you. Well, what made you pick this song? Well, it's one of my favorite Christmas songs. My original favorite Christmas song was Little Drummer Boy, and then I had kids, and I realized how terrible the idea of a drummer boy around a baby was. But Go Tell on the Mountain is this great African-American spiritual 
sadly, the first time I heard it was like the least African-American way you could think of, which is the television show Little House on the Prairie, okay. which might be the widest show in the history of television. <laughs> but I saw them singing on that show. And I remember in the moment, like, I don't know how old I was, probably eight or nine years old, feeling like, oh, I love this song. And remembering it. And then in high school, we sang it. We sang some like acapella version of it. And then I just, I, I just love it. Something else that I love is I was looking over the verses. There's one about wise men. There's one about shepherds, yes. which sounds sort of like the, the Christmas pageant version. Mm -hmm. You picked out the really personal ones. Correct. I'm assuming that was on purpose. Yeah. We do this song in a band I'm in called The Lower Lights. And one of the like tenets of The Lower Lights as we started was this idea of there's enough pious spoken from like the saint side of sort of the saint point of view. There's enough pious music out there, Christian music. And we wanted to make music that was told from the point of view of the sinner, which is all of us, you know, from the, from yeah. the realistic people who are just trying to make it work. So, you know, in the first verse, when I was a sinner, and the second verse, when I was a seeker, and those are things I feel. I don't, I've never been a shepherd, never been a wise man, you know, not to quote Nickelback on your show. But um, <laughs> I, I've never been either of those things, and, I, and those are less relatable to me. But when I was a seeker, when I was a sinner, those are things I for sure have experience with. So when Christmas is coming, the end of the year, when does it feel like Christmas? What are you waiting for? Some food, some song, some event. What is it that feels like it to you? On Christmas morning, ever since I was a kid, my mom would make Abel skeevers. Do you know what Abel yes. skeevers are? Little round. Little round yep. fried dough balls. And I started making them. And it is, it is like does my heart so much good that my kids also love them and look forward to them. Um, so as soon as I like fry up the first ones and put them in the little basket for my kids, that's when Christmas is And that here. sounds like a Scandinavian family Absolutely. tradition passed yeah. all the way down. What I love, I I'm a sucker for tradition. And so when my kids glom on to pieces of the traditions that matter to me, that's like when the magic happens. Because you, you have kids, yeah. and you know that like you go to like one gas station once, and they're like, Dad, we always go to that gas station. And you're like, wait, that wasn't intended to become a tradition. So there are plenty of things we do that I was like, I didn't realize that was part of our family culture. But the Abel Skeevers and the things where it kind of has matched up with what makes me feel like it's Christmas is where the real magic lies. So the deep, serious question is, powdered sugar or syrup? Powdered sugar. Okay. With got, lemon. I'm, oh, okay, a new twist. Yeah. Some people do them filled. I didn't realize that. The two things I didn't realize about Abel Skeevers, one, a lot of people do them with filling in them when they make them. And two, most people's moms weren't making them raw in the middle because my mom had so many kids, she had to just like assembly line them <laughs> and just get them out. So they were totally burnt on the outside and almost raw on the inside sometimes. Uh, and I realized when I got older that you could lower the heat a little bit and not scorch them, you know. Not be in a hurry. Yeah. All the ways are good as long as there is no pickled herring as far as I'm concerned. Zero pickled herring in our recipe. That was Paul Jacobson singing Go Tell It on the Mountain the great spiritual that encourages all of us to declare God's grace and the birth of Jesus. Next, Mark Gesslison returns with Mountain Strings, another student ensemble from BYU. They play a medley of the holly and the ivy, far, far away on Judea's plains, and joy to the world. Mountain Strings includes Madeline Charles, Arthur Prusso, Austin Johnson, Ellie Gesslison, Emily Wall, Tyler Anderson, and Christina Iverson. The Holly and the Ivy uses medieval British symbolism to describe the experience of Mary and Jesus. The song has the refrain, And Mary bore sweet Jesus Christ to be our dear Savior. Far, far away on Judea's plains is a Latter-day Saint Christmas hymn written in St. George, Utah by John Benzies McFarland. Its strength lies in the repeated joyous refrain familiar to Christians the world over. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill to men. The text of Joy to the World is adapted by Englishman Isaac Watts from Psalm 98 and then put to the tune Antioch by Handel, adapted by American Lowell Mason. The song is the most popular Christmas carol in the English-speaking world, perhaps because of its grand exclamation that earth and humankind celebrate Christ's reign of truth and grace.
So the holly and the ivy, beautiful tune with some Christmas words that you can look up if you want. But the whole idea of the holly has berries and sweet Mary bore Jesus Christ. And it draws comparisons every single verse. And then we go on to far, far away, Judea's plains and end with joy to the world. And I kind of like this ending where you go through each of the instruments and everybody gets to echo that phrase. It is nice. You notice how I mentioned it starts slow and it builds into this climax and then it drops off again. And, and it's just, it's meant, to be, it's meant to be a little bit more emotional right there at the end. That was Mountain Strings, a student ensemble here at BYU. You're listening to An Acoustic Christmas on In Good Faith. We'll be back with more music in just a moment. Welcome back to An Acoustic Christmas on In Good Faith. Now we talk with Sherry Call, a singer-songwriter who brought us one of her own compositions, a modern Christmas song about modern challenges during the holiday season. The song is called For Broken Hearts Like Mine. It's from Sherry's 2006 album, Gifts. It was right around this time of year Not too long ago That was when I heard the news That he wasn't coming home Now there's just something about this holiday That just tears me up inside But Jesus was born, and he lived, and he died For broken hearts like mine I see the gifts and the Christmas trees And I don't think these things are wrong Just don't want to break down under all lights so I still can't sing the songs cause the melodies turn to memories and the only peace on earth I find is knowing Jesus was born and he lived and he died for broken hearts like mine I can feel the tenderness of friends who care I can see the children playing everywhere I just try to fade into the scenery Cause everyone is meant to be Christmasing I am not homeless or alone or poor Sometimes I'm content to be ignored that doesn't mean that I don't believe Believing is what saves me in times like these Jesus was born in a stable So he must know how it can be Sometimes I feel like this holiday doesn't have a place for me but when it's all I can do just to make it through this bittersweet Christmas time I remember Jesus was born and he lived and he died for broken hearts like mine I'll be singing once again I just need a little time I'm thankful that Jesus was born And he lived and he died For broken hearts like mine This song it is kind of an unusual Christmas song because usually everybody wants to celebrate and be festive at Christmas time. 
I originally wrote this song for some good friends of mine who who lost their mother and their brother at Christmas time on two different years. It was right at Christmas time. And it was years ago, obviously, that I wrote it, but it has really taken on a special meaning to me recently. Just over a year ago, my sister passed away from kidney cancer. And I miss her so much. And just after she passed away, I had the honor of going and helping to dress her to be buried. And I I came with my mother and some other close relatives of mine. And it was an honor to me, but, but I had trauma from it. Her body being cold and not the person I knew. And I had thoughts of that come back to me at random times until one night, a couple of months later, I had a dream and I saw her. I saw her as if she was on the other side. And I was so excited to see her because I had accidentally almost called her dozens of times after she passed and knowing that she wouldn't be there, but she was there. And so I started bombarding her with all of these things, asking her questions. And she didn't answer any of the questions, but she said, Sherry, just look at me. And I looked at her and I felt warmth from her and the coldness that had haunted me before disappeared. And I realized that it was because of Jesus Christ that she lives again and someday would be resurrected the warmth of her life and her body would all be back. And sometimes it's so hard when Christmas comes back, all the memories that you remember with the people you love. And I think that happens to a lot of people when they lose someone. The things that are supposed to be happy, all the sugar cookies and ornaments that are supposed to cheer you up, maybe make it even harder. But Jesus Christ is what helps me to have cheer even in the hardest times. You, you can't rush people through grief. You shouldn't even try. But I think that Jesus is what makes it better for me. Oh, I love the line in the song that says, I'll, I'll sing along with those songs again, but I need a little time. Absolutely. It's really great. And the whole idea, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, that at the darkest time of the year, the light of the world comes into the world. I love that. a little baby. So beautifully done. Growing up, was music connected with Christmas to you? Absolutely. We had those Reader's Digest Christmas song recordings. Yes, yes. And the Nat with, King with Cole. The book illustrated in yes, the margins. Yeah, it came with the book. And, you know, we also always listened to those Karen Carpenter and Nat King Cole. All that music just is Christmas to me. And I, I have all these memories of the trees that we decorated. My mom had a really nice fancy one that you couldn't touch or put things on. And then we also had the Charlie Brown tree that we could put any of our school <laughs> ornaments on and all the other things. Lots of fun things like that. Yeah. That was Sherry Call singing for Broken Hearts Like Mine. It's from her 2006 album, Gifts. We thought we'd end our episode with a piano performance of What Child Is This? from Jared Pierce who also did the arrangement and featured it on his 2021 album, Christmas Piano. Back in 1871, the lyrics for What Child Is This? were set to the tune we've known for centuries as Greensleeves. William Chatterton Dix was the author of the lyrics, and though he published many volumes of hymns in the 19th century, he wasn't a priest or a preacher, but the manager of an insurance company in Scotland. His Christmas hymn names all the different witnesses of the birth of the baby Jesus the angels and shepherds, the ox and mule, the peasant and king.
when I thought of making a Christmas album and I wanted to choose pieces that were traditional, that brought feelings and thoughts and love of the Savior. What Child is just one of those that always stuck out in my mind. And so I remember as I started the album, this is one of the first things I started playing through. And I wanted to think, how does this, how does this song feel? Normally you hear it in a very Renaissance you know, mm -hmm. kind of sound. It even has this sort of Elizabethan kind of feel. And the chords alternate between this haunting, beautiful major, minor, major, minor, back and forth. I think that's um, part of the magic why it grips yeah, my heart. Yeah, it's, 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 it's truly different than a lot of Christmas tunes in that way. But I thought, I would love this to be a waltz, just a light dancing waltz. And so I, I created this accompaniment that essentially weaves its way throughout the entire thing, which what child is this is really written from the perspective of these shepherds coming and viewing and you know what child is this what is this and the, this question and yet it's quiet it's beautiful it feels cold at times and yet you can't help but see you know beauty and joy in the whole thing it's it's such a beautiful tune and a beautiful message and of course the final verse coming back to you know, a plea for all of us to turn to Christ. Mm. Um, there's something magical about that uh, that I really liked. Um, so that was one of the reasons I think that I decided on this one. And it happened to be that, you know, when you're trying out musical ideas and you're trying to create something that'll work, this just seemed to click. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a lot of fun as soon as I start working through the theme and, and finding some different chords that worked with it. And I think it's in the middle where there's a large movement, a big A minor chord, an E minor chord, and normally it would go to, I think, a G minor. And I threw in B flat major chord, but in an inversion. And the, the movement of that was just so striking to me. I, I love to write music while looking at the text. That's something that I try to teach some of my students to do as well. If you're just playing and trying to, you know, whether you're playing in church and you're thinking, I want to I want to build this up or I want to pull it back because this verse seems to say something that's a little more poignant or a little bit more sad or a little more triumphant. And as I was doing that, I thought, oh, these chords just seem to speak that in a way that I haven't heard other arrangements do. And so it was really my way of giving a unique touch to it that felt fun. That was Jared Pierce performing his own arrangement of What Child Is This? Many thanks today to Kaysen Renshaw and Riley Davis, Paul Jacobson, Jared Pierce, Sherry Call, and Tyler Castleton, Molly in the Mineshaft, Mark Gesslison, the Celtic Ensemble, and Mountain Strings. This episode was produced by Heather Bigley, and our production team includes Leah King, Katarina Martinich, and Ashton Rowan, all of whom put up multiple Christmas trees and all kinds of lights and decorations for this episode. Go check out our In Good Faith YouTube channel for videos of several of these performances. Find us at youtube.com slash at in hyphen good hyphen faith. Our sound designers include Daniel Phillips and Joshua Fouts, with special help on music mixing from Trent Reimschussel and Clark Jackman. In Good Faith is committed to the idea that we all benefit from hearing people of widely varying backgrounds share their personal experience with faith and belief. In fact, we think people with such experience deserve some of our best listening. If you like In Good Faith, we hope you leave a five-star comment or review where you get your podcasts and share an episode with a friend. That all helps us spread the word. Find us on Twitter at InGoodFaithPod and on Instagram and Facebook at InGoodFaithPodcast. InGoodFaith is a production of BYU Radio. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Merry Christmas from all of us here on InGoodFaith. Faith.